This episode of Radio Free Totebag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, Podcast Republic is quickly becoming one of the most popular podcast apps for Android, and with good reason. Podcast Republic allows you to search all of your favorite podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels or playlists, and stream them all on one platform. With automated downloads, you can even have your favorite content saved to your phone for listening, even if you don't have service. And you can synchronize the app between all of your Android devices. Download Podcast Republic for free on the Google Play Store. I guarantee you'll be a fan. Welcome to Radio Free Topeg, episode 10. 10. 10. Two digits to two digits. We did it. We did it. We're here. 10 episodes. That's like, that's like kind of a lot. That is a fucking lot. I also forgot to say that I'm, I'm Donovan and I'm Arthur Uh, and we've clearly just nailed down the uh, intro sequence uh, on episode 10. If you can't tell, (laughs) we're getting there. We're Uh, at least getting there. Smashing it with a double digit hammer, double digit hammer with a 10 pound hammer. Hell yeah. Get him. Get him. And also get him. How was your week, Arthur? What's oh, new in your world? Man, uh there's uh there's been some shakeups in the world of the various miniatures games I play. Some rules changes are coming up in the future. We're very excited about that. Uh also I have been running until my feet bleed at work. It's been delightful. That that doesn't sound fun at all. They're, What's they're, making you run all over the damn place? They aren't actually bleeding. It's that uh, it's that online fulfillment thing that I talked about, where oh, um, it's basically I'm doing uh, Amazon orders out of uh, a retail store, essentially. So I don't know what it's like for you uh, Amazon fulfillment people out there, but uh, I assume you guys work in kind of a warehouse situation, so you can go over to a bin and expect the thing to be there, right? Like... We need to fulfill an order for, like, you know, fucking 30 neti pots, right? We need to send 30 (laughs) neti pots to this guy's house because he's a maniac. Um, And you go over to the neti pot bin and you go, like, boop, boop, and you scan out 30 neti pots. I have to go to uh, a showroom floor where people have been dumping shit all over the place and moving shit around and making it uh, just awful. And so it's, it's difficult to find... Uh, what I'm looking for, and uh, I may or may not have uh, had tears in my eyes at work because I was worried that I was doing a bad job. Oh, that sounds that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. If the neti pots aren't where the neti pots are supposed to be on the thirty neti pot shelf, the thirty neti pot bin. Right. Well, I don't even know what you're supposed to do there. Well, you got also. By the way, find the, the, your hypothetical man could have had thirty nostrils. We, we got to be accepting of all <laughs> numbers of nostrils on this show, and thirty nostrils requires. Actually, I think they would require only fifteen neti pots. It would. But yeah. You get the idea. As He's long as they were interconnected. Yeah. If those nostrils <laughs> all just connected into the throat, and he was just able to dump through to his throat with thirty neti pots. Uh, he also would have had to have ordered some kind of apparatus that would have allowed him to control uh, 30 neti pots at once, unless he was more of like a DIY kind of guy and could build it. Or maybe he's got maybe he's got like 30 hands, too. 
Yeah. This is just a, this is just a guy with 30 of all of the things that you normally have two of. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's right. the new character on the, the show. <laughs> what? We call what's him his... Mr. 30. Mr. 30 things that you usually have two of. Yeah. Guy. I was going to ask you what his name was. Yeah, Mr. 30 of things you're supposed to have two of, guy. Well, we'll, we'll workshop <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is just a teaser for next episode so we can really, really work that character out because I see a lot of potential there. I see I like 30 times the potential. <laughs> I don't at all. What are we doing? I don't know, man. We're creating, a great, we're creating a great intro. It's a special occasion. It's episode 10. We're creating a kick-ass, kick-ass intro. Oh, for God's hey, speaking sake. Hey, speaking of really good bits, you, you want to hear a good, a good fucking bit Bridget and I came up with over the I weekend? I would love to hear that. We Friend were, of the show, Bridget. Yeah, we shouts. Were, well, we were drinking heavily. All right, all right. So, so, uh, let me get in my let me get in my little stage mode. I'm I'm working out. Okay, okay, okay. here we go. So, Arthur, Arthur, uh, turns out I can do a pretty hilarious Japanese accent. Okay, uh, yeah, it's a little. I gotta warn you, it's a little bit racist. I was gonna it's say little, this is some thin ice. It's a little off color, uh, but here we go. I'm gonna go ahead and show it to you. We're gonna see your thoughts. You ready? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. <clears throat> uh, uh, a hentai, a tentacle porn, uh, uh, a sushi, and uh, the anime, and uh, <laughs> a Dragon Ball Z, and a flag with a, the with a big red circle, but not a sp- spaghetti. There oh. we go. There it is. Hilarious Japanese accent. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you think? Is, is it pretty in- accurate? I'm physically injured. <laughs> My reaction damaged me bodily. <laughs> we kept, we like kept fucking doing that and cracking up about it. And finally, we got like two of our friends to come over and we're like, this is legitimately a good bit. Like, check this out. And so I do the thing and they don't laugh. They just kind of sit there. And then our friend Kyle's just like, that, that's, that's not what a Japanese accent sounds like. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little highbrow for most people. Oh, Maybe man. you too, Arthur. But God, uh, that's know. very good. I like man. that a lot. Good ass, good ass bit. Does uh, a tentacle born? Does that mean that I could say spaghetti and fettuccine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole. There's a whole spaghetti. Whole, we can get out. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. and then, then, so essentially what you're dealing with is inverses then. So um, Italian is the inverse of Japanese and vice versa. So then, like, what would be some other racist accents that we could do that would be the opposite of each other? Well, I don't know. We'll we work out. Like, we, we'll, we could do, like, American uh, and Chinese. So it's <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mao. Uh, state communism, but it's uh-huh. not really communism. We got capitalism in there too, and uh, you know, a cool red flag with some yellow stars. Nailed it. Yeah, perfect. And the stars perfect. and bars, of course, being the the inverse. Nice, nice. Actually, wow. now that I think about it, because then if you just do an American and the Chinese accent, it's just going to be like a racist Chinese accent. Exactly. Like that that's some American stuff. Some uh, yeah. God, what what was that fucking dude's name who used to do the Chinese accent all the time? I can't remember. He was very popular. 
like an actor or comedian or what? Yeah, it was he was a comedian that like made his nut doing a racist Chinese accent. Uh, our buddy Dane. Yep, friend of the show, Dane Cook. <laughs> You. No, that sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. But yeah, I, I can't remember the fucking guy's name. Uh, yeah. Tweet at us once we set up a Twitter. Damn it, should have done that. Let me know if you figure out who the uh, who the racist Chinese accent guy is. You're not thinking of like fucking Mickey Rooney. In, I probably uh, am in, thinking uh, of Mickey Rooney. Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Yeah, that's probably exactly what I'm thinking of. But I'm, is I that mean, it? There were multiple guys who did it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Damn, what a fucking bizarre era. Yeah. Like you're a super well-respected actor and you're just like, I'm going to squish my face up and squint my eyes and, uh, oh, I'm Chinese. Like Suddenly nice. Chinese. Also, John <laughs> Wayne played funny. Genghis Khan yeah, they, in a movie. Yeah, their eyes do kind of look like that. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Did you hear me mention that John Wayne played Genghis Khan in a movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I bet that was very culturally sensitive. Yep. And uh, well researched. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched My it in a college Genghis course. Khan, and I'm uh, um, the Khan. best cowboy in uh, Asia. I'm the best cowboy in Asia. I I don't think I've ever seen a John Wayne movie. Then I think about this. He always used to talk like this and say pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, he would call people pilgrim. Like he just referred to like his buddy as pilgrim. Usually a non-buddy entity. Usually it was like the stranger in town was called a pilgrim. So like he walks into a new town and he's like, yeah, what's poppin', pilgrim? What's poppin', pilsgrim? Whoa, poppin', pilsgrim. That's pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Rap name. All right, I, th- I think we might be leaking a little bit too much of our quality <laughs> material that may be stolen by <laughs> listeners, so should probably put a K-bash yeah, on this. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to a question. Dono, hit him with that first question, if you would, please. All right. All right. God, I nailed that intro. I got to write all that we stuff down. We crushed it. We crushed <clears> it. <throat> okay. Episode 10, question number one. My M18 best friend, F17, blocked me after we had sex. TLDR, we had sex after a party yesterday and I couldn't pull out because she was riding me. I came inside of her, she was angry, and now she blocked me everywhere. What should I do? Okay, this person led with the TLR. That confused me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we had sexual encounters before. I had licked her before, more than once, and she blew me a few times. But yesterday, it escalated. Nobody had a condom, so I promised to pull out early enough. All right. But she changed positions and began to ride me. I was feeling close, so I told her to get off, but she was just bouncing up and down, not trying to get off. Or trying to get off in a different way, you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Got him. I had a reflex of holding her on me when I came, but only with my right hand, she could have easily gotten down for me. But now she has blocked me everywhere. I don't know what to do. Please help. And that was posted by slightly embarrassed underscore. Wow. It is slightly embarrassing when Jesus you nut where you're not supposed to. <laughs> you weren't yeah. allowed to nut there. No. You can't nut there. That's like the one place you can't nut. 
yeah, there's there's a whole a whole plethora of locations that can be nutted in. Right. This, is, this is literally the one off limits one, and you wouldn't did it, you freaking dingus. You dingus. He said that uh, he had a reflex of holding her on me. Well, mm. but only with his right hand. Only with his right hand. Only with his <laughs> dominant hand. I, only... I like that he puts. I like that he puts that detail in there. Like not, nah, dude. Like it was just my right hand. It was just like, my right hand. Like I was just, I, I was just gripping her hip into my fucking pelvis as hard yeah. as I could with my right hand. Had it been both, you know, had it been both hands, I am so overwhelmingly strong. There's no possible way she could have broken away. Course, but it was only, it was only the right hand. Which means she could have, she could have pulled away. Like, uh, listen, there are techniques, man. Uh, about about pulling this, like. You gotta like before, before, just way before you anticipate the moment coming. You gotta, yeah, you gotta preempt that. Yeah, you gotta preempt that shit. And uh, there's a reason why in in pornographic films, you will often see the gentleman uh, uh, bringing himself to completion post coitus. <laughs> Right. Very, very well phrased. Yeah. Very well phrased. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't get a fucking high score if you're able to time it as close as possible. Like it's not like in one of those games where there's the meter and you got to hit it like right, you know, though, right in the center. Though to get, I'm like, imagining the, the most amount of power. I'm imagining a meter. It's sort of it's two, uh, it's two arrows kind of approaching each other on a scale, and if you're able to pull them at exactly the right moment, then you get bonus points. But if you yes. go over, then you're a father. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of losing a little bit of points, you have now created an offspring. Yeah, you created. It's a life. dangerous game. I don't like that one. I would suggest not adding that game mechanic uh, to any of the games that I play. No, uh, but that, not good for Fortnite. Not good for Destiny Two. We haven't played that in a while. Use a fucking condom for for fuck's sake. Yeah, jeez. Especially if this is your first time. All this stuff. Like I get the. You want to have sex with this person, right? And, mm-hmm. like, maybe you're not going to get that opportunity again or whatever. But this shouldn't be a thing that you're just doing off the cuff. Like, <laughs> you know, like, be, put one in your wallet at least. Like, your yeah. smashed up wallet condom is better than nothing. What, it's what true. are you doing? It's true. Though, condoms, man. How do we feel? Like, I think Radio Free Tote Bag is in favor of uh, safe, responsible sex. But condoms fucking suck, dude. They're the worst. Okay, so every single guy I know says that. And okay, it's not it's not as good. But it's not it's not that big of a deal. I don't get it. I have so many friends who are like, what no, do you use condoms? Like what the fuck? How is how is that not the normal thing? We all took sex ed. Yeah. I think it's really not that different. I think you're a better man than I. Uh and apparently every other guy that I know, I, I've, I've gotten in this conversation with so many of my friends and they're like, no, dude, like, what are you even, what are you talking about? Like, I get, I get you're in a, you're in a stable relationship. You want to have sex with that economy, right. set up birth control in some other way. I get you. But how is it the common thing that like, you're just, you're hooking up with a girl at a party and you're like, nah, dude, fuck a Jimmy hat. I'm now just going that, in there. That kind of casual hookup. I tend to employ the Jimmy cap. So many, so many of my friends just don't, man. I don't get it. Ooh. I don't get it. I think that's nuts. That's playing with, uh, that's playing with fire. That's playing with, uh, that's playing with potential future dick fire. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, and vagina fire. And vagina for our, fire for our uh, other half of right humanity. Yeah. 
This dude should have shrimped. I don't know if you're familiar, if you've ever wrestled, if you've ever done any wrestling of any kind. I, uh, no, I can't say there that. Is, there is a way to escape uh, the, uh, I believe, let's see. She would be in the in the upper guard, I think is the position, where you, where she has her legs over your legs, like on the outside. So she's in the upper guard. What you need to do is buck and shrimp. So you so just curl up like a little fucking shrimp. Cocktail yeah, basically shrimp. you push as hard you push with your uh, with your hips as hard as you can away, and then you shrink back down to create some space, and then you roll out of there. Interesting. And then you dive straight into a uh, thing of cocktail sauce. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, then you roll her off you, uh, and then you're able to get into her guard, and then uh, then you ground and pound. That's how... There you go, dude. Yeah. And then you win that fucking state championship, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about any of this shit. That's right. And then you're a champion. Okay, she's she's blocked him everywhere, though. That That's Yeah, horrifying. what do you do there? This situation is fucking horrifying. Can you imagine this? You're 18, you lose your virginity... Oh God, pregnancy scare, and you can't talk to this person. Yeah, fuck. You you have to you have to reach this person. Like yeah, I can't go find think her. of any way around this because otherwise you're about to face a months long anxiety attack uh, while you wait. Here's what you do: you buy the EPT, you buy that airproof test, and uh, you go and wait around at her hangouts. <laughs> And then you just fucking ambush her like, pee on this stick! <laughs> nice. Yeah, just go stealthy. Run it out of there with the uh, with the stick, like a, like a dagger. Quick! <laughs> Unsheath, <laughs> Unsheath it. it. Yeah, yeah, nice, dude, nice. All right, we're syncing up well today. Yeah. But no, because sh- normally I'd be like, well, if somebody blocks you, don't talk to them. They clearly don't want to talk to you. There's right. not, that's not an option here. Yeah, you at least even, until it, you know. Yeah, I, all I could think of is going to them and being like, "I'm worried about this. Is a this is a potentially very fucking serious situation for both of us. You don't have to talk to me, but we need to we need to sort this out in yeah. some way. I have even a if that means here. going through a friend. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Is, do you know if there's even a legal like what happens if this girl gets pregnant? but has completely cut off contact. I mean, I so, assume he's still responsible for this child. I assume right? she could jump you with that child support at any time. If she decides to have the child, she come find you and fucking ambush you with that shit. Yeah. Is there a way around that? Do you have any idea? I don't, I, I don't really I encounter no this. You like go up to fucking a judge or like the governor and be like, Hey man, this is what happened. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then they like, you know they they give you that carte blanche. Right. <laughs> I've been know. I've been bullet dodging for sixteen years. Um, I managed to not uh, make this happen. No, uh, God so damn. I haven't had to learn about any of this. Yeah. Uh, if any uh, listeners know about the intricacies of surprise, you're a father. Uh, get at us at uh, radiofreetotebag at gmail dot com because I'm interested <laughs> to know. Give us, give us some info. Yeah, I don't. This is, this is a, this is a spooky question. Yeah, like, but please, I think, oh. I think as far as direct advice, all you can really do here is you got to figure out a way to reach out, even if that means going through a friend. You know, you, you got to get that message across. Make sure she's not pregnant. 
Yeah. And uh, and get yourself checked for STDs while you're at it. Yep. You can't do much if she's blocked you, except learn from this situation. If you're going to engage in casual sex, always use a condom. If you don't have a condom, then wait. You can have sex another day. Pulling out can still result in pregnancy. Having to deal with an abortion or raising an unwanted child is a lot more work, a lot more work than just not having sex. So time to learn some impulse control and responsibility. You might want to get checked for STDs, especially if she sleeps with other people. That was posted by Hearts Kittens. And uh, Mr. Snow, I think, had a very insightful comment. Don't raw dog an orgasm in people you're not prepared to put a baby in. This isn't rocket science. This isn't rocket science. <laughs> it is not rocket surgery. You uh, you ever have any pregnancy scares in that uh, at their 15 years of dodging? Well, well, yes, yes. And in fact, uh, I am the beneficiary of one of them. Their one of them. Their a bombs. Uh, the way I like to put it is, we both got to go to college. <laughs> and you uh, feel like elaborating on that, or is that a little is yeah. that a little heavy topic? I mean, uh, uh, years ago, I was very young. She was very young, and uh, we we did that. And I I can't even recall if it was a uh, she was riding me situation or not. Like I don't remember. Uh, you know, the exact time, but, um, yeah, we did, we did that option. And now, uh, years later, we don't have to look at or talk to each other. Cause like we, we really grew to, to detest one another over time. So it's probably a good thing. We don't have a child between us. Dang man. Yeah. No, that is, that is not something you want. Like on top of a potentially bad breakup, that is not something you want, uh, you know, a wrench thrown into the works. I feel pretty fortunate, and I I feel the weight of it. It's not like I'm like, oh fuck you, woo, you know. Uh, no, definitely. Like I definitely felt the weight of it, especially at the time. Um, I remember I went to the bodies exhibit. Do you remember the bodies exhibit? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw a fetus that was the age that my fetus would have been, and it just broke me. Like I just, like I couldn't handle it. I wept. Fuck, man, Damn, yeah. that's heavy. Yeah, that was heavy am- as fuck. I'm very much pro-abortion, but yeah, I can't. I cannot imagine the. You know, there's got to be some emotional weight there. That would yeah. be. Radio Free Tote Bag is a pro-choice podcast. I don't think that's controversial for us to say. Um, but yeah, it's still. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like nothing. I'll tell you that. No, no. I, I've been lucky enough never to have that situation, but I've had to had to get some Plan Bs in there mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A, a few times in the past. Yep. Did you, so did you talk about and agree on that beforehand? Like yes. you're in a relationship. Okay. Cuz that I think is essential. I have almost always had that conversation with people I've dated in the long term cuz better to have that at the beginning than in the super emotional terrifying state of yeah. accidental pregnancy. Well, at at first, so we did the we did the error proof test and uh it came up positive. And my first reaction was I remember I uh like just like this sheet of terror falling over me and the only thing i could repeat was i'm i'm going to be a good dad i kept saying i'm going to be a good dad i'm going to be a good dad i'm going to be a good dad i'm like 15 i'm like yeah fuck I'm, man I'm gonna that be, is that I'm is not what you should dad. be dealing with emotionally at 15 i'm going to be a good dad i'm yeah. going to be a good dad and um 
she didn't say much at that point, and uh, she went home that night, and she came she came back over like a couple like either the next day or a couple days later, and she said, you know, it's not too late. <laughs> So she was the one who introduced the idea, and uh, I was supportive. I was like, whatever you want to do, it's whatever you want to do. You're fucking in, man. Yeah. Radio Free Tote Bag. Man, we'll be right back after we process the emotional weight of the heaviness. We went from uh, my terrible. Uh, Italian Chinese bit to the emotional implications of abortion. Spaghetti. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right, let's get away from this question. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, don't nut in anybody. Just don't. <laughs> and ca- just carry a goddamn con- condom in your wallet. Yeah. I'm a if big fan if of the sheets. If you're going to have sex, be prepared. I'm a big fan of the sheets. I like leaving my mark on the sheets. <laughs> or do that. Yeah. That's my, that's my move. Alright, so okay. what do we got next? Alright. Just found out my 24F husband, 29M. Wait. I did it again. It's a classic. I just found out my 24F husband, 29M, has been joining dating sites? Not sure what to do. We've been together for a little over two years now, friends for five. Until this, I've never had any doubts about our relationship. He actually seems to care about me. He's really sweet and thoughtful. We've gone through so much together since we've known each other. But now I just don't know what to think anymore. So here's what happened. We have this spare phone we keep in the event that one of our phones break. So since my phone broke, I boot up the spare to find out that he never reset it after the last time he used it. As I'm trying to reset it, a backlog of a month worth of notifications starts flooding the phone. I tried to ignore them, but a notification for Match caught my eye. It was from yesterday. My heart sank. When I confronted him about it, he says he was using it to make friends. When I asked him if he signed up for any more, he said he also joined Tinder, but apparently he deleted both apps right after because he said he felt guilty. I feel like a complete idiot. I don't know how long this has been going on for, but I can't shake the idea that he's been doing this for the entirety of a relationship. And I can't help but feel like this is my fault too, that maybe I just wasn't good enough for him. He doesn't have a lot of friends, and we have a lot going on in our lives right now that I know he'd like to be able to talk about with someone that isn't me. I really wish it was easier for him to make friends, but I feel like Match and Tinder aren't the places to go for that. Am I wrong? Is he lying to me? Or am I just paranoid? I'm afraid to throw our marriage away. Aside from this, I feel like we have a great relationship together, but now I just don't even know. I feel like I can't trust him anymore. I wish I never found out. I wish I never found or about this, Bert. TLDR, my husband has been joining various dating sites. When confronted about it, he said he was just looking to make friends. Am I in the wrong for not trusting him? And that was posted by Artichoke Me. <laughs> nice name. That's pretty good. Very nice name. Zero percent in the wrong for not trusting him. Jesus right. fucking Christ. It's a little, <laughs> it's quite sketch. More than That's a little ex- sketch. Yeah, it's extremely sketch. I know, like, Bumble, for example, has a mode. You, you know, it's Friend specifically mode. for meeting friends. And I get that that's difficult to do in a new city. But, like, you, you can't be any sort of normal, aware person without realizing the implication of those sites. You know, yeah. like, not to mention, I assume he's talking 
just to women on there, although that's not specified. But like, regardless, people you're talking to, they're not on there looking for friends primarily. And even if you were bringing that up initially, and that was literally his intention there, you should have brought this up with his his wife here. Yeah, (laughs) and he's doing it on the spare phone. Like, what are you doing, dude? By the way, why on the spare phone that's shared between the two of you? Yeah. Like, this dude's in the wrong regardless, but yeah. that just seems like a bad... If you're going to try to hide this stuff, what the heck are you doing there? That's bad skills. That is not yeah. doing good cheating. No, no, not at all. Uh, so. So, okay. In response to her questions, he is lying to you and you aren't just paranoid? Like, that's what I'm going with? Okay. Uh, 100%. I... I there could be possible explanations here, but I think the chance of those are about zero. Yeah. So what's the move forward here? Like if he if he hasn't say he hasn't met up with anybody, so we know there's no physical, right? Though we don't know this. Like we can't mm-hmm. know this for sure. But just say let's just assume that he hasn't had any physical intimacy with anybody. And has only had, like, flirty kind of interactions with people. Is this a thing that we can move forward from? Or should, or is this, like, a dump of marriage? There yeah, has to, yeah. It has to be a fucking foghorn for a marriage. I was going to say, the divorce foghorn and the breakup air horn. <laughs> if, this was, if this was a shorter-term relationship between a couple people, I think for most people I would say dump this person. Because that that's a huge breach of trust that's... That, you know, it's extremely deceitful to be doing that and unfaithful. On the other hand, you're, you know, you're married. You're clearly very invested in this. You got to, one, talk to him what the deal is about what what is driving him to do that. And two, I think that's the kind of conversation you should be having with a counselor because this is, you know, this is heavy stuff. Like that, that, yeah. that would completely destroy my trust in a person. And that's not something you can just bounce back from. Yeah, you can't uh, just, just roll talking past to those. each other. Yeah, there's no apologizing and forgetting about that. So do you you got to get some counseling going if if the relationship is worth it, uh, and if it's not, you fucking end that, man. Yeah. Ugh. Damn. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's. I hate this. His ones. His ones always. His ones always gets me. That's that's such a shitty situation to be in. It is. Especially just discovering it, you know, by random chance like that. He's lying and to you. Not to mention, yeah. I'm sorry if I, I was going to jump into a. Answer. Uh, one more thing, not to mention, you're not just discovering he's a cheater. You're discovering he's a fucking idiot who can't, you know, delete a damn phone history. Like, he's lying to you. If he were being honest, he would have told you that he wants to use these apps to make friends before he went and made the accounts behind your back. Says HPLOY. Fucking exactly. Hip-hop. Fucking exactly. If you're going to do anything, even with good intentions, that you're aware that there there could potentially be some weirdness around it, just talk to them about it beforehand. And if you're not doing it, you are not doing it for that reason. Yeah. This dude's a liar. Kick him in the face or go to counseling. One of the two. Yeah. Kick him in the face and then go to counseling. Matilda Imperatrix says, in all caps, no one uses Tinder for friends. No one uses Match for friends. Fucking accurate. Like, yeah. even though that feature might ostensibly be there, like on Bumble, I, I can't really imagine anybody doing that. Yeah. And who needs but, more friends? Like, I, 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 
I do get moving to a new place. I don't buy that this was this dude's thing, but I do get moving to a new place and wanting to make friends. But I think if I was doing that, I'd be looking at, you know, looking for people in like a rock climbing gym or have similar hobbies. Like what the fuck kind of people are you going to meet on like Bumble for friends? Rock you know climbing I mean? gym. I don't know. I'm just thinking of some stuff yeah, I, sure. I did and met some people here. <laughs> Like once you get like an opening line for for friends on there when you match with them, like, <laughs> hey dude, I'm married. Yeah, Yum. <laughs> I like your pictures. You look like a cool dude. You Let's look like hang a- out sometime and uh, smash some tinnies. <laughs> you ever heard that term tinnies? No, I just learned that from an Australian cartoon. Yeah, it's tins of beer, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. <sighs> Speaking of tins of beer. There you go. I'm taking a big sip, too. Here we go. Here we go. Mm. <sighs> Very pappy. Oh, oh, dude. Quick tangent. Quick tangent. I have a, I have a fucking horrific, completely unrelated, traumatizing story. No shit. So... Uh, one of the dudes who worked in my office in my first job uh, sat near me, right? And I have I have like peeves, like mouth noises, people chewing, that sort of thing is irritating. Sure. Every like I fucking every time this dude would take a sip of water, he goes up, fills his glass up, sits down, sip. <sighs> oh God! <sighs> I've encountered every fucking... this with the. <laughs> Nothing in the entire world is refreshing enough to warrant that noise. I, I don't fucking care if you have been stranded in that desert for years and have somehow survived. Ah, you're drinking a fucking glass of water, and this is every sip. This oh, is every fucking. Oh my god, you can't. I'm he's, getting heated thinking about this shit. Dude. He's embellishing. That's clearly somebody who is like putting on a show. He's just having a great time over there. Yeah, having a good time. Having a good time. Anyways, that's my tangent. I hate it. If you make that mouth noise, please stop forever. Please yeah, don't make that mouth noise no more. All right. So counseling, dump this motherfucker. Let's uh, <clears throat> maybe put a foghorn in there if we're if we're feeling it strongly Let's just, enough. I'll, hold, I'll leave that up it, to your judgment, right there. Just you ready to get to this next question? I was leaving space for the foghorn. Okay. Yes. Oh hell yeah! There we go. There we go. I can't wait to listen to it later. All right. Question three. I, 23M, have fallen out of love with my girlfriend, 22F, of three years. It happened sometime around a year back. I have tried repeatedly to fall back in love with her, and it makes me feel very guilty from time to time. We are currently in a long-distance relationship, which doesn't help. We were best friends for three years before we started dating, and I truly care about her, so I don't have the heart to tell her. Recently, oh, ah, crap. <clears throat> Edit point. Uh, recently, I met a girl, 19F, and I have started falling for her. We text all day, and I truly enjoy her company a lot. We have started seeing each other, and you're getting serious by the day. It wasn't my intention to see them both at the same time, but I cannot, I cannot make up my mind. Any advice is appreciated. TLDR, I have fallen out of love with my girlfriend of three years, and I'm also dating another girl whom I truly love. K, 
cannot make up my mind. And this was posted by Confused Pisces 9. Just like a fucking Pisces. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this is in the Pisces astrological uh, milieu, but... Uh, I have no idea. I feel like you could just call that out, though. Like I don't know any anything about Pisces. I only know... I only know what's up with Virgos, and essentially we are assholes who are very particular about shit. That's all go. I know, and I'm fine with that. I, I'll live that way. I'm a Capricorn, and I don't particularly like caps, but corn is pretty good. So here's my <laughs> reading of that. You motherfucker. Got him. <laughs> Any advice is appreciated. How about you break up with this girl, you fucking dickhead? Yeah, break up with the girl that you've been with for three years that's in a long-distance relationship. Oh, my God. I say break up with yeah. the long-distance thing. And I truly care about her. I don't have the heart to tell her. Oh, but I'm completely her. cool with just carrying on another relationship with yep. another girl. Yeah. This has nothing to do with caring. This has to do with you being selfish, not wanting to lose, you know, the set thing that you have, and not wanting to go through the, you know, emotional crappiness of breaking up with somebody yeah. or just just being so fucking like scared of like i can i can imagine being 23 and being scared of a breakup uh after the breakups i've had i can't imagine being scared of it anymore you know what i mean no i, I get that with the first ones I, I mean i actually had a similar situation not with meeting another person but with the falling in love with somebody and waiting like quite a long time to break up uh, when I was, I think, literally that age, too. Yeah. And so I, I, I understand that part. And I think a big part of that is when you're in your first relationship, if you don't get broken up with, it's it's hard to know what it means for a relationship to be over because you've, you've never experienced that part. Right. And so things get crappy and you think about, uh, you know, things were good and I care about them and all this. Like, how can this happen? I mean, the fact of the matter that you end up having to learn is that that just happens sometimes. And that's not the person for you. And, and that's okay. But if you truly care about that person, the way that this guy says that he does, the best and like really just the nicest thing you can do, even though it's going to you know hurt both of you in the short term, is to break up with this person. Yep. And you have to do that. And the longer you wait, the shittier and the harder it's going to get. Ooh. I have to, like, okay. I I need to know some more details. Like what kind of distance? Like how long? Right? Like how long distance? Secondly, uh is there any plans for getting nearer to one another? Right? Like we're we're 45 minutes away. No. <laughs> like don't break up with this girl. Like, you know, make some more effort to to get out to see her. Uh, we're, you know, 12 hours away. Okay. Got it. So that's way more distance. Uh, are you guys like, is anyone moving colleges? Is anybody, you know, uh, cause three years with a girl, like, I don't, I don't, he says we are currently in a long distance relationship, which makes me think, which makes me think that, uh, they weren't always long distance. Mm -hmm. Um, like I want to I want to have something here for the 22F but I mean it's really seeming like uh, seeming it's really seeming as if <laughs> ah, <laughs> professionalism here as at RFTB if, as if he's got a 
break up with the long distance and try to go with this new thing, see what happens. Because he says he truly loves her. I I feel you, you know, and I also get that relationships can, you know, or, or emotions can fade in a relationship, and that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that it needs to end. I I get that, you you know, your feelings can get less strong, and you need to put work in <clears throat> to keep something like that going. But you know, this is it's also a young age here, and yeah. part of dating is, you know, being with and then breaking up with people. Like, I, I get that it's been three years, but he says, didn't he say in there he's been feeling like that for a while? Yeah, it happened about a year back. If if you, if that feeling drops off and you've been putting any sort of effort in for a year, then I have to, you know, keep saying, end it. Yeah. And it's the, the, the meeting another girl and falling for her, that's, that, you know, I think that just seals up the entire situation. Yeah. I think if you truly love somebody and you you should you should be in a relationship with a person you've dated for three years, you don't you're not just gonna fall in love with some other girl. That's not sure. it's none of that works. Yeah, I'm gonna put some sad or some sad air horns right here. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what this sounds like. Yeah, you're gonna love it. All right, well, you 23m. Take these sad air horns and break up with this girl. Yeah, take them to heart. What should I do if my boyfriend won't make time for me? So my boyfriend, 19, and I, 20, have been together for more than three years. I love him like crazy, and despite him being my first and only boyfriend, he's the man I want to marry someday. (laughs) But despite him telling me I'm a priority to him, I feel like he doesn't treat me like it. But I want an opinion from you guys, because I don't know if I'm overreacting. Basically, he works six days a week from 2 to 11 p.m. He works out about 11 a.m. every day, and on his one day off, he spends half the day with me and half the day with his friends. But that means I only see him a couple hours a week. I asked him if we could go to the gym together, because maybe uh, go to the gym together maybe once a week or so, since I need to buy a new gym membership, and he said he goes to the gym with friends. I asked him if I could see him at night after work, but he spends that time at night with his friends usually. And I asked him if I could come over, if I could come and see him in the mornings before or after he works out, like a bit before 11 a.m. or after 12 until 1.30 when he has to leave for work. I always take the bus for two hours to his place so so that he doesn't have to pay for gas to drive to me. I told him... Just an hour or two with him on the weekends would be nice, but he said he can't revolve his schedule around me. I know he loves me, and he does most things he can he can to make us happy, to make me happy. But I feel like I barely know him anymore. We rarely text, and he doesn't call or text me goodnight like he used to. Usually he says good morning, and then I don't hear from him until he's home from work. I want to be with him forever, but this bothers me a lot. Brownie face. Thoughts? TLDR. I want my boyfriend to make more time for me, but I'm not sure if I'm being too hard on him or if the way I feel is rational. And that was posted by Wanderlust1998. Oh my God. People born in 1998 are 19 years old now. (laughs) Or 20 if they're in the first four months. That is a spooky thought. Yikes. I wonder if this is the couple from the previous question, and this is the girl's side. 
Because this is a similar situation. Could be. Before, I think some of the advice from that previous one is going to overlap. Uh, but I got to ask you have, you, have you ever had such like a crazy work schedule like that and tried to date somebody at the same time? It's hard to say. Um, I have had times in my life where I was working three jobs, but one of those jobs was like DJ and nightclub promoter. So that's like maybe, you know, two hours a week. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't very good at it. I assume there were nightclub promoters that put in more work and spend more hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No, I don't think I've ever had anything quite this intense. Six days a week from two to 11. That's like a lot. Yeah, man. I I guess my question I'm trying to get at is like, do you think it's even possible to sustain a relationship like that? Yeah, maybe this dude should just be a fucking swinging. He should just be a swinging single at this point. <laughs> I just being more like, especially at a at a younger age like this, like yeah. to sustain something like that with people. That's, I mean, to me, that seems like extremely difficult. I feel like maybe if both of you had a similar situation and you didn't need. You know, the contact that it seems like this girl needs that that might function. Uh, But she clearly does need that. And I wouldn't even call it a red flag. You know, it's not necessarily this guy is doing anything wrong. This just sounds like a fundamental deal breaker here. Yeah. Because, you know, how can you have strong feelings for somebody and just see him once a week for like a little bit of time? That sounds brutal. That's brutal as fuck. The other thing is, I've seen this, uh, I've had a couple of friends in this situation. The uh, the weird text distance when you don't get to see people in that a lot. I had a friend when I was in L.A. who was dating a girl who was like two hours away. She was bad about texting. I feel like that is almost an essential for these things, too, because if you can't, you know, maintain a physical presence for at least a couple of days a week, if you're not talking over the phone or anything, like, I don't know how you expect that to work out unless you're the kind of person who can have feelings but like not you know talk to somebody much yeah i don't even know if that's you know necessarily a thing i feel like that's more a sign you're just not necessarily very into somebody uh because yeah again how the fuck are you supposed to have in a relationship if you're seeing somebody for like four hours a week like i spend more time on the toilet than four hours a week (laughs) i think that's probably true oh god yeah yeah He's just not that into you. Yeah, that's what it that's what it sounds like. Is the film and also book written by Greg Barrett. Shouts. Shouts. Regardless too, if you're this girl, you are she wait, she's the twenty one. You're nineteen or twenty, whatever. You're around that age, you're dating people, and this is causing you emotional stress, clearly. Then you gotta you got to sort out if this is worth it to you. And it doesn't yeah. sound like that it is, you know, you got to be looking out for yourself here. I get that you can like somebody quite a lot and it's super frustrating when, you know, like things could work if the schedule is just a little bit different, Yeah, you know, but ultimately, you know, this is probably not going to be the person you end up with. Right. Find you a poet, you know, somebody who's got go. some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find yourself a podcast host. Yeah. Really got some time. <laughs> Are you with me on this, though? I don't, I, yeah. I, this just I know, doesn't seem you. like it's not worth putting in the effort and emotional stress for this. Yeah. 
but she says she wants to marry him someday. But I love him like crazy, despite him being my first and only boyfriend. Yeah, it's that's an understandable feeling too. Yeah, like I want to make fun of that, but I've a hundred percent been there, and I think most people have. I kind of yeah. want to make fun of it. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that this is your first and and only. I don't think he's your only. I think there's, there will be others, and they will be more available. Uh, Absolutely. Like, like imagine this continues into the future, right? He's continuing to work, um, fucking, you know, nine hour days, six days a week. Is he? He's not going to be help you raise them children. He's not going to be able to help around the house. He's just going to be, you know, he's going to work a all distant, the time. Distant boy. Yeah, just a distant, distant boy. And at that point, if you do the math too, like you're not really together for three years at that point, are you? It's more been like sure. Let's see, multiplied number of hours, subtract the work. It's more like you've only been together for like fifteen minutes, you know. <laughs> Exactly. This has exactly. been Mathematics with Donovan. Uh, we'll have a quiz next week. Donovan. <laughs> I don't know what the theme song for that should be. Maybe some. Uh, I like Minnelina. I like Minnelina. Minnelina. That's good. Minnelina. Minnelina. Mathematics with Donovan. Minnelina. Minnelina. Mathematics with Donovan. It's number 10, the musical episode. Gonna write a jingle for every single thing I say. It's too Thank late. We, we, haven't, we haven't been. It makes me sad. I wish we had been writing a jingle for everything you've ever said so that thing you said can be true. We'll just go back and edit every single episode and then make people listen to them all a second time just to hear the jingles. Yeah. I think, they, I think that's only fair. Yeah. That's fair. Is this going to be an episode where you have to put three fucking air horns in? Because this is what it's sounding like. Oh, God. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, reversed air horns. So that, like, it would be like, she's like, what sh- I love him so much, what should I do? He should dump you. As opposed to our advice being, dump him! Ah, our advice go. is, get dumped! <laughs> <laughs> nope. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, whatever it's going to sound yeah. like. It's going to sound fantastic. And I can't wait to hear it, too. So it sounds like this is Airhorn 3, Reverse Airhorn Edition. Uh, get horned. Get horned. This That's go. the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going with that. That's yeah. a good ass call. I can definitely post it as get horned. All right. If this next if this next one is a fucking air horn question, I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna be aired out, aired oh, out fuck. all the way. Cut me off. Cut me off. I don't. I got nothing. I got nothing for this. All right. Next question. Here we go. Oh god, I got a bad feeling about this one. How do I twenty eight F get past my resentment for my husband twenty eight M? And we both do our quotation marks jobs. My husband and I have been married for two years. We dated a few years before that. And we have a six-month-old child. I was the breadwinner until I got pregnant. I still did all my womanly duties, for lack of a better term. I do all the cooking, cleaning, bill paying, and errands. He was going to college and only working part-time. Or not at all, at some points. And I paid for everything. His schooling, all the bills in a two-bedroom apartment, both cars, etc. 
The February before last, we found that I was pregnant. We weren't trying, but we were stable and wanted a child, so it was a happy time. I had made it crystal clear that I wanted the traditional family. I wanted to stay home and take care of our child, and he would work. Especially after years of paying for everything and supporting him every way possible through college, he agreed. Well, that didn't happen. He took a crappy job unrelated to his major that his friend worked at. I had to go back to work five weeks after birth. I still hate him for it. I need to let it go. It's been months, but the anger bubbles up every time I leave my child for the day. We work opposite shifts. We don't, read, can't, pay for daycare. Last week, he tells me I haven't been doing enough with our daughter and that I have checked out when he's around. My post-baby depression has been bad and I'm working on it. It really hit a nerve that he thinks I'm not doing my job. His words, he didn't sign up for chores. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I work just as many hours as him and do all the chores. When he does a chore, I thank him and give him praise because I know he doesn't want to, but it's not enough. How can I work on myself? Therapy? I honestly don't want to take medications. I've joined the gym to look better for him, but sometimes I don't go because I have so much to do and I'm tired all the time. When I get home from work, there are still hours of work to do. He puts her to bed at night because I'm still working, and I know it cuts into his sleep, too. TLDR, how can I work on myself to make my home situation better? And that was posted by Pooh Bear 1025. Oh, Pooh Bear 1025. You sound like a saintly individual. Oh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is brutal. All right. You gotta, there's gotta be a fucking chore wheel. There's gotta be some equal division of labor here. Motherfucker has to have some work at the home. Absolutely, man. And this he can't is, be like, I, I didn't sign up for chores. Fuck that. You, yeah, you, 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 you had a child. A, you had a child. In a relationship. She You're in a long-term relationship. She helped you with college. Um, you did sign up for this, is yeah, the do, thing. Do your fucking part. That is what life is. Yeah. I I am sniffing out some potential abuse here, mm. and the fact that she how can I work on myself therapy I don't want to take medication all these things which is fucking heartbreaking dude yeah. because you are clearly not in the wrong here your husband is being a childish dickhead and you are taking the burden for all of his shortcomings on yourself you dickhead not only is that not fair like that is emotional abuse essentially. I hear you, man. I hear so you. So I don't, I don't know if we can even, you know, how do, we, how can I work on myself to make my home situation better? I don't think that's I think the, the answer question. Is, yeah, you don't work on yourself here. You are doing everything you can and more. And you know, this is this is all about him here. But oh, so then I guess the question becomes: How do you? How the hell do you address that? How do you get through to this guy? Short wheel. Yeah. There should be like a. Like a lottery system each week where, like, the chores get distributed on a random basis. That would be kind of a thing, right? But again, what do you what do you do when this guy, oh, but I didn't sign up for chores. I'm not going to do a chore wheel. How do you, how do you, you know, get through to this guy to realize that he is being a fuck up and not contributing? I would resort to the term motherfucker. <laughs> I would be like, motherfucker, you did sign up for this. This Drop is real life. Yeah. 
because my bad hunch was right. I was ready to, this would have been air horn worthy, uh, except for the fact that it's a marriage and there is a child involved. And there's a beeb, a sweet beeb. Yeah, and ultimately that kid needs to take priority over these things. Uh, you gotta, so there's, there needs to be some okay. something done to get through to this guy, and he's clearly not going to do it on his own. Yeah. What? Try to try to answer the question. How can I work on myself? Therapy, yes. Therapy, I think everybody should be in therapy. Personally, Absolutely. I think everyone should take a week or like an hour out of their week to go get a tune-up and get their fucking head on straight. Uh, honestly, don't want to take any medications. Uh, if they if they might be helpful, then why not? Um, you know. Medication. I'm I'm a proponent of of uh, psychiatric medications because they they really do they help you get through your day. They really do. No, and absolutely. And she says she's dealing with some depression here. God, I think the, the saddest... group therapy is going to be necessary because this guy is. She's talking there to him, going to the gym to look better for him. That's the so saddest the sense thing. That he's yeah. He's been shitting on her on top of all this stuff. Yeah, I think if you want this to work, and if you think there's any way that you can make it work, you got to go to therapy because it doesn't sound like this guy respects you, and so it doesn't sound like you're going to be able to talk him into doing this. And so, if you think he's got any sort of you know fucking goodwill and self awareness in his shitty fucking body, you got to be in a therapy situation so that you have a third party there, right, to make him realize that no, this is you. This isn't just you know your wife here being argumentative or something like that. You, you are the problem here. Yeah. Six billion percent. Y'all but in a way need... that's not going to make him just, you know, be a little bitch about it. Right. Y'all don't need Reddit. Y'all don't need Radio Free Tote Bag. Y'all need a therapist. We're going to need a sound effect for a therapist. Um... Like we just got Dr. Drew saying some stuff or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a good Dr. F- Dr. Drew or perhaps Dr. Phil quote. Uh, we don't, I don't like, uh, Dr. Phil. Dr. No, Phil's, Phil? Dr. He, Phil's he bogus. A, Dr. Drew is a legit doctor. Yeah. And the okay. inspiration for me wanted to do this podcast because okay. Love Lion is the shit. Okay. Mr. Drew Pinsky. Yeah. Uh, oh, hon, the only problem, besides maybe some postpartum, is that you're married to a child. He didn't sign up for chores? What sort of childish bullshit is that? He is a goddamn adult, and he needs to start pulling his weight around the house and outside the house. Therapy would be helpful for you. He'll probably be resistant, but tough noogies, says Migraith. <laughs> Why do you need to work on yourself? Yeah. Fuck your husband. He is lazy as shit, and he has the gall to give you crap for you not having enough time to get everything done while helping support him in the house. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Says any no mousy. It, it looks like everybody's echoing this, and that's because it's the goddamn truth. Yeah. Oof, Ugh. man. Your enemy, husband enemy sucks. Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show, dude. This this husband. Oof, man. Your husband sucks, says HFace84. <laughs> In addition to other things, they said that, but I just wanted to, oof, man. Your husband sucks. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll mail you a commemorative radio free tote bag baseball bat that you can smash his fucking nose at. <laughs> I think that'll be that'll be a good uh, go up there and knock him around a little bit. Just uh, slap him around a little bit, see what happens with that. Ah uh, man, 
What, wow. a, what a streak of fucking downer questions today, dude. How yeah, the fuck I don't do know, you man. treat somebody like that? Ah, Jesus. Well, on the bright side, uh, this has been your Radio Free Tote Bag. <laughs> are we ending here? Are we, yeah, are I think I think we're we're good here. We got the we got the time is good. The time ah, is right. Hold on, hold on. Let me see what this last question is. Okay, all right. We can speed round it. It's it's bad. It's bad. I don't know what to oh, do with God. my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. F- it's it's literally the same situation. Here we go. Well, a really bad breakdown of having one. Uh, air horns. Yeah, fucking air horns. It basically sums it up. Boyfriend, my, not really a TLDR. Boyfriend's an asshole. No, 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 no. Air horns. All right. <laughs> Christ, what an episode ten. What a what a Ooh. fucking hodgepodge of badness. Udad noodles. <laughs> yeah, at least you get that quality bit. A teriyaki. A tentacle porn. <laughs> Imperialism in the 1942. Well, I mean, they were both involved in imperialism in 1990. Oh, shit. Actually, that's very true. Yeah. All right. Because, well, Italy was trying to take over Ethiopia. There you go. There you go. Good times. That's right. Good times. I know a little bit about debt. (laughs) Well... Next time, we'll uh, maybe we can make up with it for this by getting some more positive, uh, fun questions. But Let me tell you, celebratory of uh, episode ten. It's it's a fucking air horn party. Yeah, it's plenty of horns up in this bitch. Uh, can I, I? I just want to let everyone in on the process a little bit. Here's what I do: I go to Reddit and I go to most recent, and typically. The way that I do it is I just, like, I click through the various, they're called flares on Reddit. Like, dating, relationships, breakups, infidelity, personal issues. You know, I go through A tentacle porn. A tentacle porn. But what I found uh, today was a button that said most controversial. And I was like, that'll be good for the show. Turns out most controversial means biggest downers. (laughs) So I probably won't be using that feature in the future. Well, we learned something, and I hope you all did, too. Yeah. I hope you learned that air horns are funny. They are. They're they're a good comedy button. This is true. That's literally going to be the saving grace of this episode, or has been the saving grace of this episode, (laughs) is uh, the good old air horn. Oh, man. Okay. Well, man, our outro... Wait. Our intro music... is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro is Stephanie by the Hayfellows, who you can find at thehayfellows.com or instagram.com slash thehayfellows. And finally, our air horn is by Airhorn. <laughs> by Alesso featuring Pitbull. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. This has been your Radio Free Tote Bag, and we've been very glad to have you with us, and we hope that you managed to squeak some level of enjoyment out of that fucking mire of sadness and depression that we have brought for you this week. Hell yeah. I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Jesus fucking Christ. Perfect. Yeah.